Welcome to Betting with the Bears with Matt and Puneet. All right. Hey there, all you cool cubs and berries. Welcome to episode 29 of Betting with the Bears with your host, Nilla Bear, Brown Bear. Puneet, it's Friday. It's Friday. Going to get down on Friday. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Actually, I don't want to get down. I want to bury myself in a hole because... I bury myself in the hole of debt that I currently have for betting this week. Um, and, and just for the listeners, um, I, <laughs> last night I was uh, betting the second half of the Clippers game and I wanted to do the under and I was very confident in the under. So I put a lot of money on that and I mistakenly took the over just because I was not paying as much attention as I should have been. And now I'm doubling debt. So it's yeah, been a bit bad, bad, bad week. That's tough. Yeah, uh, yeah. One of those late night delirious. Screw it. I'm just going to put this in. Happens to the best of us. I can't say in, in in good conscience that that's never happened to me. So yeah, you and, live and, as a better, and you learn. Yeah, as a better, the, these are the ebbs and flows. Um, I think we've we've had weeks where we're really really happy, and then we've had weeks where. One of us is not so happy. The other one's all right. Or, and then we've also had weeks where we're really, really sad. This week for me is a really, really sad week. Uh, <laughs> but, but we'll bounce back and, and we'll figure things out here. So, um, yeah, let's get started. Yeah, well, so um, today's podcast, we're doing the NFC South. Um, but before that, so our picks yesterday. Man, I was – once the Flyers won, I was really feeling a 3-0 and day. Because Kawhi had like 19 in the first half. He had 29 at the end of the third. But then the game was such a blowout, he didn't even play in the fourth, so we ended with 29, which that, that hurt. <laughs> we needed three points for that to hit. And the, it just brings you back like to the nightmares to the, of like Jokic. Jokic had 17 at halftime and couldn't get half a point. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, Vegas, wow, they just got destroyed. And yeah, they got absolutely Second curved. game in a row they lost, so that's, that's tough. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing because – so the Canucks goalie got hurt in game four – Right, because that yeah, so they yes. got hurt. Game, game four. four, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So four. then the Vegas went up three to one, and their backup goalie was in. And you're like, all right, this game, like the Vegas is going to win. This series is over. And then their backup goalie proceeded to have like two of the best games in like NHL history because the everything the Vegas is doing is good. Like they're they're like getting tons of shots on goal. They're controlling the puck. They're leading time of possession. They're doing everything right. But this goalie is just like a brick wall and has it's had just like stonewalling everything. Yeah, they scored two goals in or sorry, one goal in two games, and they've had, like, they've led almost double the amount of shots that the Canucks have had. This goalie, I forget, he's got some weird-ass NHL name that nobody knows how to pronounce, but the dude is just on an absolute tear. So that sucks. Let's see. It was good, uh good process with the Kawhi and the Vegas, but that's just, that's just how it be sometimes. Yeah. Thatcher Demko. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, of course. Yeah. Thatcher Demko, yeah. Yeah, no, how, how did I, yeah. <laughs> um. um yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, they, they were down 3-1, so everyone's like, all right, this is a wrap. And here we are going into Game 7 soon. That's tomorrow, so uh, we'll no, be... it's t- No, it's oh, tonight. Oh, it's tonight. That's right. It is tonight. Yeah, Game 7 on a back-to-back. That's so, that's... I mean, hockey hockey players are different breeds, but that's yeah. like... I was shocked to find that out. Because the Flyers Game 7 is tomorrow, and they played yesterday. But I guess they already had their one back-to-back, so I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll get into all that, but before we start, as always, trivia. It's my turn, Praneet. Let's you ready? do it. I need to so, win something, so <laughs> let's, I think, let's hope it's trivia. I think you'll get this one. So, okay. And we had this conversation at the beach. I just don't remember if you were a part of it or not, so you might have already – you might already know the answer. But 
in honor of OG Ananobi's game winner last night, which was nuts. Um, oh, so Mike God, Green, yeah. obviously his his signal his uh, signature calling is the bang. Oh yeah, yeah. So can you name the three times that he's had a double bang? Oh, I thought it was only two. No, it's, so there's there, oh, there's geez. been there's been three. Two of them are like just insane. Like everyone knows where they were when the shot was made, and one of them is was was not that way. So obviously the Luca, which was Luca, yeah, that that was one amazing. Of the best. One of the step back three to win the game against the Clippers. One of the best shots I've ever seen. Yeah, um, amazing. Incredible. Second this one is was my shit. Yeah, that was the best. Um, second one is Steph Curry's half court shot when uh, they were playing OKC in the yep. regular season. Man, yep. I, that one was. Oof. So those are the two iconic. You'll always remember where you are. Yeah, when absolutely. That shot went in absolutely. Games. The 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 last one. Uh, it was January of 2019, so it was uh, like almost two years ago. But it was like it was just a regular season game. It, it was not worthy of a double bang, but nonetheless, it, it got double banged. Yeah, I don't know. I, it I... was a it was a Rockets Lakers game where the Rockets were down three at the end of regulation, and Eric Gordon hit a three to tie it as the time ran out. That was it. What? It was Ugh. yeah. I don't know why that got a double bang and not the Kyrie Irving shot in the in the finals did not get a double bang. Yeah, so that one. You know the three. I guess the three most at least recent memory. The three most iconic ones that I can think of. Obviously the Luca because that deserves a double bang. You yep. have the I and not just Breen in general, but just like iconic calls. So you yeah. have the Luca shot for me now at this point. We have the blocked by James shot. Yeah, that was amazing. And then, and then we have, and that was also Breen. And then we have Mike Tirico's call for Dame's game winner against Houston. What is that? Three years ago in the playoffs, when he got the shot off. Oh my God! That was. Oh, that was like that was that was twenty fourteen. That was six years ago. That was. It feels like it was yesterday. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'll never. Yeah, that was our senior year of college. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He, he, yeah, that was like. Uh, when the Rockets I guess it's just because still like, had Harden and Dwight Howard. So I guess it's because Dame is just so – you're just so used to well, seeing Well, he did Dame. it last year. He did yeah, exactly. Year. He does yeah. stuff like this so often that you just think it was yesterday. But, yeah, we're, we're, getting, we're getting way off topic here. But, yeah, let's, uh, let's get well, started. Sorry. You're missing one of the most iconic calls in NFL history. NFL well, I know history? we're talking about basketball, but one of the most like, – NFL history. I'm, I mean, when the Eagles – Philly, Philly. Philly. Yeah, no, that one's great. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm I'm joking. It's when the Eagles had a pick six in the champion NFC Championship game, and Troy Aikman's like needs a block, gets it. Oh, goosebumps. Yeah. Anyway, I was probably scarfing down chicken wings. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so a, a little quick around the sporting world. We only really have the NHL to go over. So we have two games, or we have three game sevens: two tonight, one tomorrow. Um, both the Flyers and the Canucks forced one yesterday. And I have no idea how the Flyers won that game, but I'll take it. I mean, the Islanders controlled the ball, the puck, the entire game, and they almost doubled them in shots. The fly, and they, I don't know, the Flyers, just, they're like nine lives. You just can't kill them. So that's been like pretty much the series at this point where it's like Philly goes and starts the lead, takes the lead, then blows it, and then wins the game. I think the last so, four games has been that way, right? So it's something ev- like that. So the, obviously the series is tied three to three. Every single game the Flyers have won. One has been in, has has been in overtime. Two, they've given they've given up they've had the lead and given up three straight goals. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? What a roller coaster of emotions for a so, fan. In game two, they were up three zero in the third period and gave up three goals, and then they won an OT. In game five, they were up 
two nothing, gave up three goals, down three two, tied it up, won in overtime, and the same exact thing happened yesterday. So weird. Um, and then <laughs> Vegas, I don't know what they just got. Like we said, they just got absolutely curb stomped. Don't we don't know what's happening there? Yeah, God, Ugh. Vegas, you've been uh, ripping out my heart. Yeah, I, I, I actually don't even care about you. You're just ripping out my bankroll. So. Uh, the last last two days of uh, last two games of you guys has not been fun for me, but I digress. Let's move forward. Yeah, so the, the, we have two game sevens today. Uh, the Avalanche and the Stars are at four. So the Avalanche they were they were the, they were down three one. They came back. I think I personally think they complete it, uh, but they also have a backup goalie, so it's hard to say. And then, like we said, the the Vegas and the Canucks is tonight at nine. Really weird that it's on a back to back, but I don't know. I just can't quit Vegas. I think they win. I'm going with the two favorites, but it's just who knows. It's NHL playoffs. Who knows? Canucks have all the momentum in the world right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Canucks, and I'm gonna go at, um, yeah, Avs. So all right, so that could the if you're going with Canucks, that could be a potential dog. Yeah, we'll see what Carson thinks about that. But clearly, I have got gotten everything wrong uh, the, these this last week. So um, you know. Maybe me saying Canucks and Avs means the Stars in Vegas are going to win, which is what yeah. I expect at this point now. <laughs> Just the opposite. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, oh, one thing I forgot to mention. I'll go over this quickly. So, you know how in the NBA, the game sevens always bet the under? Yes. That is also true in hockey. So, I read an article that um, the under, since I guess 96 is whenever this, this dude started, the under has gone 39 wins. 26 losses and 13 pushes. So basically oh, wow. out of like over 50 times, it's only lost 26 times. Um, and the reasoning for that is like, like the similar times. Yeah. Whatever. Math is, math is hard. Um, it's a Friday. Yeah. Let also that. Um, <laughs> also that. So again, the NBA, the refs call, like they kind of, or the defenses play a lot tighter yeah. and the refs are a little more lenient with their whistle. Cause they don't want to do what they did. And in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the person has like the, the, the stats to back it up. So in games one through six of that, um, this is like the NHL penalty splits since 1988. So uh, there's over like 2,400 games. The average penalty minutes per game, which is so mean like power play, is roughly 16. It's, it's a 15 and a half. So it's a little over 15 and a half. And that's games one through six. In game sevens, there's been 126 of them. That number is cut in half. There's about eight penalty minutes per wow. game. So there's just less power plays which means less goals. So um, keep in mind for tonight, take the under for both games. It's most likely going to be that way. Um, so, yeah, anyways, I just want to make, make sure I got that in there. So for moving forward, NFC South preview, um, this I think has an argument to be the best division football with the NFC West that we went over yesterday. I'm still taking the West, but I think this this team has, has a say. Um, we'll start with the Saints who are the favorite. So they're minus 124 to win the division, and their over-under is 10 and a half. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I think they're going to win. Um, Over-under being 10.5, I think, is kind of low for them, honestly. Juicy. I mean, they've won 13 games three years in a row. Yeah, I mean, they're they're so good in the regular season every single year. It, they're, just, yeah, they're, I, I freaking hate the Saints. They're a bunch of crybabies. But <laughs> they, they're, you look at, when you look at their roster top to bottom, they don't have a single weakness. Not at all. Question for you, actually. Do you think they're actually going to trade Alvin Kamara? I don't. I I think that, like, Drew Brees is – Probably, probably his last year. I don't. I think that would be so stupid. Yes, yeah, season twenty for uh, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. So, um, yeah, actually, just kind of, kind of going off uh, topic here. But 
the Washington football team this morning just uh, released Adrian Peterson. And yeah, as soon as I saw, I saw that, that news, I was like, why did they do that? Are they, you know, and then I've read a couple articles once the Alvin Kamara chatter came up about Redskins being a potential suitor. And then that's the, immediately the first thing that came to mind when I saw the news this morning. But I doubt it's going to happen. It, it's just, you know, you love to speculate. Yeah, I mean, it's always fun, especially when it, your team's involved. But I think, yeah. one, that would be really stupid of the Redskins because, like, they're going to have to give up a lot and they're not yep. going to win any anytime soon. And it's a yep. running back, so his shelf life maybe is it's three like years. like another, yeah, two, three years. And the Saints, just get one more year out of them. Do it like the Cowboys did with DeMarco Murray. Just run him into the <laughs> run ground. Run him into the ground. Yeah. Kamara so, will get hurt, though, if they do that. He's, yeah, I mean, he's he, was, he was hurt last year. But he's yeah. – I, Kamara, I think – like he, he's not the best, but I, as far as just like pure talent, he might be up there because he, he, that dude is, is, is incredible. He's one of the reasons why I love the saints. Um, yeah. Uh, there's for well, sure. not, no, sorry. I hate the saints. One reason why I love how good they are. Was, yeah. Sorry. That's yes. what I meant. Clarification. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like you said, this is probably Drew Brees' last season year 20 for that guy. It's crazy that it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like he's that old, but you know, you say that it could be his last season. I'm not sure. I mean, he's still playing it as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So it's hard to really see where he's going to end up going. You know, it's the same thing with the Tom Brady thing, which we'll yeah, talk about here in a that's minute. that's true. Um, and then next, you, you mentioned Kamara. Michael Thomas, I mean, I think he's the best receiver in the league. He might be my favorite. No, I don't – I mean, like, I'm, I'm taking all the off-field antics outside of this equation, but he might be the most fun player to watch for me outside of all the Washington team – or Washington players. Yeah. See, I, I, I disagree with you there. Like he, I think he's incredible, but I, he, he also like leads the league in targets every year and he is playing with one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. So it's like a perfect scenario of him to be like, to put up those gaudy stats. Uh, I mean, I think that receivers like Michael, I think Julio Jones is more fun to watch because he's like athletically just superior to Michael Thomas. Yeah. Michael Thomas just has incredible hands and is like just an incredible route runner, but doesn't really do much with the ball in his hands that you're like, this is gall, gall, like jaw-dropping. Yeah, I'm probably biased like because he did win me a fantasy football championship. Yeah, that'll so, do it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I don't know. I, I Michael Thomas annoys the hell out of me. He just he, – he, he leads the league with the Saints in complaining. He like – Yeah. Dude, dude, I mean, dude, like you're incredible. You just got paid. Like well, I don't understand why he needs to be so vocal on Twitter and, in, and like Instagram about how good he is. Like we all yeah. know how good you are. He like picks fights with these like lesser receivers about like, oh, man – they don't have anything on me. Like no one is saying they do. Like I don't understand where is this coming from. Yeah, and that's exactly why I caveated it, saying it's on the field only. I, I think he's very annoying when yeah, it comes to a, social he's media. A, he's just a crybaby. I, I mean, they're all pre, all these all these big time players and studs. They're all prima donnas, anyways. They just, right, they just they need are. the limelight and the center of attention at all times. So, well, yeah, but not all of them are as like with like him. Like he's, annoying. He's the lead. Yeah, yeah. Like you can yeah, yeah. be a prima donna. That's fine, but I don't know. Whatever. Um. But I mean, the, the team itself, I, I personally think they're the deepest team in the NFL. Like if you just go through their roster position by position, I can't find one where you're like, oh, that might like that could torpedo their season. They're yeah. good. They're good on the lines, both lines. Obviously, they have the skill positions in the quarterback on defense. They signed my boy, Malcolm Jenkins, to shore up the secondary. Um, they like maybe you could say they were weak opposite Michael Thomas last year, but they signed Emmanuel Sanders to fix that. So I don't know. I like I said, they're going to win 13 games this year and then. They're just going to do what they do every other year, and they're going to choke in the playoffs. I yeah, I mean, first yes, they're they're going to win over ten and a half. I think that is that's a, a very that's, easy lock. That's a lock. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, that's a very easy lock. But yeah, why can't they win in the playoffs? It like it, it just makes no sense to me because every single year they're one of the best regular season teams, 
And every single year, they're like, oh, they're the team to be in the NFC. They're the team to be in the NFC. And then they lose. It just it makes no sense to me. I don't get it. Sean Payton's a, a crybaby and a whiner <laughs> and a complainer, and and that just go and that just carries on to the rest of the team. So they know that when they lose, they'll just complain about something. Like three years ago, it was that ridiculous Minnesota miracle where they really should have won, but their yeah. safety completely blew the tackle, and then also tackled the other safety that could have made a tackle on uh, Stephon Diggs. Yeah, three years ago it was that ridiculous no call pass interference call. Yeah, um, which that I mean they got jobbed. I will. Yeah, they got jobbed. That that, I, that happened to the Eagles. You would never see me again. Um, <laughs> and then last year they complained about the offensive pass. Like they thought it should have been offensive pass interference on the uh, on the game-winning touchdown in overtime against the Vikings. But yep. like, hey, Saints, maybe just don't put yourself in that position. You lost two home games in the playoffs, one in the NFC Championship. So I don't want to hear all this crap. Like, here's an idea. Just be better. Man, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just skate like, they, better. Yeah, yeah. They made that stupid <laughs> pass interference pass interference reviewable rule because Sean Payton filled up his diaper and was like, Hey, uh, that, you know, that was, well, bad. okay. Just, rightfully so. I mean, cause no, they have... just because they blew one call, doesn't mean they should change the rule book because of it. I mean, th- that pass interference call re- made that reviewable last year was terrible. They like the rest had no idea what they were doing. They never overturned, overturned anything. It just made the game longer and it was pointless. They took away the yeah. rule this year. It's no longer a rule. It was a one year thing. I think that was, I think it was dumb, but I also think the refs were also like, they took that personally. And so they were like, we're never going to overturn this call regardless, just to flex a little bit. Because they're, like, that was a huge missed call, and that swung who went to the, the Super Bowl. I, I it was, totally get it. Yeah, I mean, I would I get being mad. But, like, sometimes overreactions are overreactions for a reason. And sometimes you, like, bad, like a missed holding call happens all the time. You're not going to make that reviewable. It just happened to be at the end of the game in a high-profile moment. But bad calls happen all the time. Either you make everything reviewable or you or you don't. Like you can't make a judgment call reviewable because the refs like I mean ha- having the benefit of the slow motion, it makes everything everything look like pass interference. Like that one was blatant, but like over the like during the year after yeah, which was fair. last year, they like anything in slow motion looks like pass interference. So I it was yeah. a, it was a joke. I mean, I guess it, it, then like it kind of comes down to would you rather have no reviews or all reviews, right? Yeah, I, I'm to be like to get my stance out there. I am of the belief that everything should be reviewable. But yes, I agree because I like I don't think that a bad I don't call trust should, the refs. <laughs> yeah, one that, and I don't think a bad call should influence the game. But yes. they just have to get the reviews. Like the, they have to manage it better than they did last year because they didn't they didn't change anything. I saw like someone on Twitter. I think some like uh, someone like Kevin Clark who works for the Ringer, Ringer tweeted like the refs reviewing an offensive pass interference, and it's like. Uh, like refs eating cereal, like hey, uh, pass interference. What, what was it? And he's like eating cereal. Like, uh, call stands. Like, I just didn't watch it. it. Was just like not paying attention. Just like, oh yeah, right, that one. Call stands. So, um, oh, we kind of went. Me. Yeah, we kind of went on a tangent there. But I mean, they changed what? the rule this year, which just was like, hey, Sean Payton, like you're welcome. Sorry that your team choked again. And I'm sorry they they got the ball first in overtime at home. You should win that game. That's all I yeah. have to say. Um, yeah. Anyways, moving on. Next team. The Tom Brady Bucks, sorry, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, <laughs> they're they're plus the Tampa, one, Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, Come on, get right. Tonka Truck Bucks. Yeah, um, they're plus one fifty to win the division, and their over under is nine and a half. Um, yeah. I think I think they're going to be good. The only reason why that over under scares me is because I think they're going to have a tough schedule because of the division's good. Yeah, um, it, their division is one of also one of the best ones in the in the league. Um, 
I, I think they will also be good. Um, I, I think they're also going to go over nine and a half. I can, I can see Tom Brady kind of willing them to a couple few, a couple wins there that, that you wouldn't think just because, you know, he's, he is the goat. Um, yeah. you gotta, you gotta give him his respect there. Um, and that offense is just loaded now. It, I think the big question mark is kind of like, what what Tom Brady are we going to be? We see right. Like, will he be able to get the ball to his stud receivers? Like, yeah, that's the that's the funny thing is like, this offense is so good, and the question mark is Tom Brady, which you never you never thought. would think that. Yeah, but it makes sense because like Bruce Arians' scheme is he loves going deep, and Tom Brady yeah. was like awful throwing deep last year. Um, but to be fair to like both of those points, one I think. Bruce Arians is like a good enough coach where he can change his system to fit Tom Brady. Like it's obviously there's a lot of things that Tom Brady can do well. So he doesn't have to just say, Hey, we're, we're going to go deep every play like he did with Jameis. Cause honestly, Jameis was probably going to throw a pick or a touchdown. So he was like, he was like, Hey, you know what? I'll take my chances. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather um, it be down the field that they get a pick than like five yards from here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also who was Brady throwing to last year? So I, the whole, like the Brady did have a bad year last year, but his receivers and his offensive line were terrible. So the offensive line will be a question mark in Tampa Bay, but his skill positions, this is the best that Brady's had since that 07 undefeated year. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, he's, what, like 13 14? years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I think they're going to win nine games, so I think they're actually going to go under, but I would not be surprised at all if they won because their defense w- was sneaky good last year. The problem was Jameis just put them in an awful position over and over again. Yeah, I mean, they so they're not the division winners, so they're not going to have as hard of a schedule. Um, I think they're going to win ten games. I think they're going to go right over this. Um, you know, a, a couple things to to mention before we move on. So, you know, I know we took a bunch of time talking about things that don't actually matter in yeah. the stuff, but um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, picking up Fournette. I mean, I think it, it's a it's a bruiser running back. I think that'll help and that'll alleviate some pressure from Tom needing to throw the ball because before that, I mean, they had Lashawn McCoy. And he's washed up, and they had uh, they had Rojo, uh, yeah, Ronald Jones the second. So yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think Fournette is um, a, a good upgrade for them based on who they had. I don't think he's incredible by any means, but I think he's better than what they had before. Uh, here's a hot take. I think that he's going to get cut before the season ends. I don't <laughs> think he's going to. And my reasoning for that is one, he's a like, speak of just a character concern. He's a baby. He doesn't it doesn't seem like he cares about anything. He was simply bad three years in Jacksonville. Uh, granted, he played I on mean, a bad, a bad he, offense, so he had a, lo- a loaded real, box. Yeah. I know, but he, he he had historically bad efficiency. Like he he couldn't do any. Even that Super Bowl year, or not sorry, not Super Bowl year, the year they almost went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, AFC Championship. Yeah, he was inefficient. Um, he's he was consistently grades out at one of the worst running backs in pass protection. So he's not seeing the field on a passing down with Brady, and he can't catch. So. Even if somehow he is on the field, Brady loves throwing to his running backs. He's got stone hands, so he might have a goal line role, but I can just see Arians and Brady getting so frustrated with him. And you're just like, you know what? Like, we cannot rely on you to do anything. So you're out of here. That's fair. I can see that happening as well. But I do think that he will, you know, be, be a net positive for them. Um, I think that he, you usually see, you know, types of players like this where they end up going to a team where it's like, you know, the, there, there's a clear cut leader and it's like a no nonsense type of thing. You know, it, it's kind of in the NBA, like the LeBron James effect. When you go play with LeBron, you suddenly become like a, a great, um, you know, role player or whatever. And you, you, 
the people who kind of had trouble in the past and were kind of the prima donnas and the jokers and whatnot, they kind of fixed themselves and, and realized like, oh, I have a chance to actually win here. Like, let me get my shit together. I think that might be something in play here as well. Yeah, no, that's there's there's definitely a possibility where he has a, the Garrett Blunt here and has 18 touchdowns on like 30 <laughs> yeah, on true. like 30 carries in the red zone. So that's definitely a possibility. I just think that they're going to get so frustrated with him. That's fair. Um, so then to wrap them up real quick, um, uh, yeah, I mean like their their yeah. offensive line is shaky. Um, that I think Tom Brady's going to get hit because you, like you said, Bruce Arians' offense is all about throwing it deep and and giving the quarterback time to throw it deep. So Tommy Boy is going to get hit. Um, we'll see how he kind of adjust to that because in new england his entire career has been predicated on getting the ball out quick um and then we'll see kind of how that reflects on the wide receiver play yeah last year i mean both the receivers put up incredible stats but that's with Jameis throwing 50 times a game so they probably won't put up like maybe as many yards but the touchdowns could be up there because you never know with brady uh, and we haven't even mentioned gronk it's going to be interesting to see what he looks like after a, a season away and all that weight he lost but i certainly will never be one to count gronk out yeah, um, so I guess I have to since I made a grave, grave mistake. Oh, yeah. You know, this this week has just been so bad in everything sports, including fantasy football for me. So I um, I was late getting into a fantasy draft, and so I had to quickly hop onto my phone as I was logging into my computer. And just, I, I guess, the way the app was set up, for whatever reason, um, it was selected that only rookies were showing up. So I was panicking because it is a keeper draft. And I was like, is there literally no one in the first round? Like, what am I missing here? And just the filters were so wonky. By the time it was figured out, I had like maybe a second or two left. And the first name that popped up once I cleared the filters was, guess who? Gronk. So <laughs> first pick, first round, fourth pick goes to Robert Gronkowski. In yeah, our, uh, our we went over football draft. Yeah, we went over this on, on Tuesday as well, but the second that happened, people were making fun of you. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see it because I was on my phone, so <laughs> it sucks. Um, yeah, anyway, so next team, the Falcons. Um, they're plus 800 to win a division. Their over-under wins is 7.5. Take the under. This team blows. They like <laughs> I don't understand why after two years, like post-Super Bowl, the Falcons made the playoffs one year, then they've had two awful seasons in a row. Um, they should have fired Dan Quinn this past year. I don't know why they didn't. Um, so yeah, I take the other, I think this team sucks. Yeah. I mean, they, they did end the year pretty well last year. Um, but to be fair, they did the same exact thing the year before. Yeah, they did. Uh, I guess it's when, when they realize they have to actually try, they, they start to try for whatever reason. Um, so the hangover starts early and then they get better. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They but, started like one in seven. Yeah. They were awful. It, yeah. It, I don't understand. But yeah, I mean, they, they, so they picked up Dante Fowler they'll help their pass rush and their defense as a whole. You always have Julio Jones, and that Matt Ryan-Julio Jones connection is is incredible. Julio's, you know, one of the top two receivers, three receivers in the league at this point, regardless of his health, and um, he can honestly win games by himself. Yeah, I love Julio. Julio's a man. Yeah, he's on, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been on my fantasy teams. I've, I've wrote his glory. Um, but, I, yeah, I mean, as far as, like, them ending the year hot, someone on, I think it was The Athletic, did a deep dive about teams that ended the year uh, hot like that and they came to the conclusion that has like no impact on the following year if, if everything <laughs> if everything else is the same that, that doesn't surprise me for nfl yeah, yeah for whatever reason it has no impact on the following year so i mean like, so many things are different um yeah and then another reason why i think they go under is they have such a tough schedule so they have to play the bucks and the saints twice that's probably at least four three or three, three three losses, losses. i would say yeah, they have they'll to squeeze the, one of those four out. But, yeah, I'd say three out of them. They'll lose. Yeah, and then they have to play the NFC or AFC 
West, which means yep. they have to go. They play the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos. Where I mean, the only the, the Chiefs are the only good team of that bunch, but I don't really think the Falcons are any better than the other three teams. So that's probably two losses right there. So, uh, and then the Panthers, we haven't talked about them yet. I think they're going to be sneaky, not, not good, but like not awful this year. So I, I, I don't think they'll beat them twice. So I don't know. That's just, when you put that together, that's already the seven, eight losses. And that's not going under over the rest of their schedule. Right. So you have Falcons going under, I have the yeah. unders swell. I think yeah. there'll be right. seven wins. Seven or nine. Yeah, seven wins seems about right. Um, yeah. Well, so the Panthers, we won't spend too long, even though I actually really do like this team. So they're plus 2,200 to win the division. They're over under is five and a half. Uh, I t- I'm taking the over. I think that they can be like a sneaky, pretty mediocre to maybe good team this year. Yeah, I mean, they they, uh, they got Teddy Bridgewater. They, um, you know, they, they're they trying to kind of revamp and, and move forward. Um, I, I love Teddy. I mean, he's always been a fan favorite anywhere he goes and he's never played with Washington, but I've always loved him. I think he's just such like a, a good guy and, and, and a good football player. And yeah, you know, he stepped in for Drew Brees. That was last year when Drew Brees got, or was it last year or two years yeah, ago? Yeah, no, it was last year. Yeah. I mean, it feels like it was 15 years ago. Yeah, it really does. Um, yeah. He stepped in for Drew Brees when he got hurt and then, you know, he was a darling of the saints and, and he had a, a nice win streak there going. Yeah. They went um, undefeated in games. He started. Yeah. Um, so and obviously you have uh, Christian McCaffrey, and that's ridiculous. I mean, that guy, hes he I think he's the best running back in the league. Yeah, he's amazing. I agree. Yeah, so last year he had 2,300 all-purpose yards, which um, the record is Darren Sproles uh, in 2011 with 2,700. Well, that's also like a punt returner, kick returner, all that stuff. Um, 2,392 last year, all-purpose yards for Christian McCaffrey. My hot take is that he's going to break that this year. Yeah, I, that's so. I, I disagree with you there. I don't think he's going to break it. Uh, I don't. I just don't think that he can. They can give him as many touches as he had last year. And I don't really know why they did give him that many touches because they had such a bad year, uh, or like the team had such a bad year. But that's not to say anything about Christian McCaffrey. I still think that he'll end up as a number one running back in fantasy. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think that he's going to. Um, Break that record. That's all. Um, so he's ten yards away. If he were to, if he were to get eleven more yards last year, he would have broken the top fifteen all time. I think yeah. he'll break the top fifteen all time this year. Yeah. So well, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, they do have a, like some decent skill positions uh, outside of McCaffrey. I, like DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, I, I think yeah. are really really good receivers. Uh, yep. But they're all, they're all lines a mess. So that's something that they're going to have to figure out. And the defense was a mess last year. So they proceeded to have every single draft pick on defense. So maybe if some of those guys can gel, something can happen there. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the over. I think that they'll at least win six games. And I really like their head coach and their offensive coordinator. So Matt Rule was like a, a really respected uh, head coach in college that a bunch of teams wanted, and he ended up choosing the Panthers. And their offensive coordinator is, I believe his name, yeah, Joe Brady. And he was the guy that, like, orchestrated that historic LSU offense last year. So yep, I think that they – so they could just they could just not be built for the NFL and they, they could just wash out and they win three games, but I'm taking the over. Um man, this is tough. So yeah, Joe Brady and, and Teddy actually have some history because Joe Brady was with uh the Saints two years ago. Um so that will be interesting. they already have some continuity there. Um but yeah, it's tough. I mean, just for the sake of time, I think I'm gonna go under. I think they're gonna win five. All right. So, yeah, we'll keep track of these and we'll go over them. Um, so I guess we'll try to go to over the NBA as quickly as we can. I know we, we spent a while kind of BSing. Um, Raptors Celtics. Uh, I don't even know. what. To oh, say. my God. I don't know what to say. 
So that, you know, it reminds me, the last time we saw something like this was the Derek Fisher 0.4 second shot. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I was thinking, I, I was thinking specifically buzzer beater, but yeah, with only that, with that little time on the clock, yeah, I think you're right. I don't, I can't remember a time where they had, someone had less. Um, and look, the slow motion replay, I don't know how OG Ananobi got that off without it getting blocked by Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown looked like he came was, within inches. I think he might've like got a fingernail on it. It was um, ridiculous. Yeah. It was so like I don't know. It reminded me of that the Zion block when he was at Duke. Yeah, he jumped from like basically the foul line and and like yeah. swatted the three pointer. Uh, and that, he landed but, three 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 rows into the stands because he was yeah. still flying. Yeah, yeah. So good on Toronto. I the, when I was like watching the game, I thought that it seemed to me to my eye, it felt like the Celtics were in control that entire game. Uh, yes, 100%. even when yeah, even when Toronto made runs, it seemed it seems as though like. Celtics just had an answer for everything they were doing. So even at the end of the game, when it was tied and before Kemba made that incredible play Unreal. To, take, to take the two point lead, I was, I just thought the Celtics are going to, they were going to win. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, they, they had total control of that game. The, the, from start to finish more. I mean, like Toronto did make a run, obviously good for them. Um, yeah. But proud, proud team. But I would say out of the series right now, Toronto has, led or you you think Toronto's a better team for maybe 10 minutes of this entire series yeah I agree it seems like for three games it's, it seems as though Celtics have had, had an answer for everything this, the Raptors tried to do right so I I 100% still think that the the Celtics are when they should be up 3-0 to be quite honest with you yes they should um, they should so if you are cool with with crappy odds and it's still available in your book I would bet on the Celtics to win this series and just put all your money on it yeah, you can take so you can take Celtics. It's actually it's not the odds aren't terrible. It's minus two twenty five. Oh wow, that's a lot better than I thought. Considering yeah. how it's been total domination from the Celtics at this far, but momentum's a crazy thing. Maybe that's what Vegas is taking into account there. Yeah, and and also maybe I mean the Raptors went down two zero to the Bucks last year, and they barely won Game Three, and then they proceeded to just kind of not necessarily blow them out, but every, every game was never really in question after that. So the, the Raptors, maybe this is all they needed. Yeah, who knows? But we'll see what they, happens. They don't have Kawhi, so I I don't think that's going to happen. But the, no. the the second game, yeah, I don't know the the Nuggets Clippers. It was a blowout. I think the Clippers just kind of they flexed on them. They they the, the Nuggets might have been gassed, and the Clippers just kind of yeah, like I said, flexed on them and showed that they're the superior team. Yeah, I mean, as you uh, some of you faithful Cubs and Berries who uh, follow the Instagram account saw that we we picked the Clippers to roll easy last night in our post. Yeah. Um, so, um, you should, uh, you should follow and, and you can see that, that we're actually doing pretty well. Obviously, personally, I'm not, but, uh, as, as the bears, we are, uh, we're, we're betting pretty well. So, um, yeah, that, that was an easy game. It was a blowout. It sucks yeah. that Kawhi didn't hit the over, um, because he had to sit because the Nuggets couldn't do anything, but you know, I wouldn't be shocked if this was a, a sweep or a four one at this yeah. point. Yeah, I agree with you. We, we should, you know, looking back, it's easy to say that hindsight that we should have chosen them as our lock, but you know, what are you going to do? Um, yeah, yeah so Nuggets might steal a game where the Clippers just kind of take it easy, but yeah, I, I agree. With you. I, don't, I don't think the series will be close. So today's yeah. game, we got game one of the Lakers Rocket Rockets. That's at nine nine, but the first game at six thirty is the Bucks in Heat and. Man, Bucks are still favored by five and a, five, not five and a half. They're favored by five. Yeah, take that plus money. Um, that 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 spread. I will be hitting that spread. Um, 
and I'm sure a lot of people will be as well. But uh, similar to the Celtics and the uh, Raptors series, the Heat look just the, it's just been total domination. They look better in every single quarter. I know they so, really do, and people that. Yeah, no, yeah. sorry, go ahead. I didn't yeah, me. I was go just going to say, there, there's there's Giannis, I mean, he can't do anything. They play the Greek better. Fraud? Yes, the Greek fraud. He can't <laughs> do anything when they're playing, when he's on the court. The Bucks look better when he's not playing, uh, and they're not going to beat Miami without Giannis. But it, it's it's just, there's not been a single quarter now or a single stretch of time where Milwaukee looks like the better team. Every single time Milwaukee makes a run, in the back of my mind watching that game, I'm just like, yeah, whatever, Miami. This means nothing to them. They're going to come back. They'll, they'll, they're going to take over this game. They're going to win this game. That, it just, it's, it's been like that. They have their number, and I don't see that stopping anytime soon. Yeah, I, I could not agree with you more. The Heat are just simply better. It's not one of those things where the Heat are doing – they made some crazy scheme adjustment or they're getting lucky or anything they're doing is unsustainable. They're just simply better. <laughs> That's really yeah. what it comes down to. And they're, they're playing doing... bully ball against Giannis, which he can't handle. Yeah, they're bullying the bully. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but there's nothing they're doing that the Bucks can say, oh, the scheme adjustment that the Heat are doing, we weren't expecting. Now we can, we can, we can you know, make adjustments off that. Right, right. Um, I mean, Budenholzer is notorious for not making adjustments in the playoffs and sticking <laughs> to his 9, 10, 11-man rotation and not playing his stars big minutes. And that is what's changing the game. Uh, I mean, they um, – for whatever reason, they won't play their starters over 35, 36 minutes. And the Heat are doing that with like with Jimmy Butler and with Bam and the players that they need to play. And obviously, it's working. So I'll never understand why, why Budenholzer does that. It's why I always said that the Bucks were frauds, um, that they just don't translate to playoff bat winning basketball. And maybe they win game three. To, so, they, I mean, they are a proud bunch. And Giannis is a proud you – know, he's, he's a leader of that. But – Maybe they win game three, but even if they do, I'm not going to change my mind. I, the Heat are going to win this series. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. The Heat will win this series. Um, yeah, I could see them squeezing out a game here, obviously. I mean, they are the best. They were the best regular season team in the NBA, so you can't discredit that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Heat will win this series, and, and I'm happy that that's happening because I honestly think it's going to be pandemonium and Giannis is going to leave Milwaukee because of it. Yeah, that will save I'm, that. I'm not, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I mean, if, if you agree with us and you think that the Heat are going to win right now, even though they're up 2 0, they're only minus 167 to win the series. That's um, so nuts. It's, it really seems like Vegas just like some of the stuff Vegas does, you make it seems like they control the world with these, uh, with these spreads and how close they get. But in this case, it seems like they're just like, well, the Bucks are really good in the regular season. So right. they're probably still going to be really good. And they just haven't, excuse me, they haven't caught up. So I'm, I took the heat at the beginning of this series at plus odds, like plus two something. So I'm not going to touch it because I already have the heat. But if you're confident like we are, take that 167 because them, them juicy, them juicy odds. <laughs> yeah, so then the second game, uh, Lakers and Rockets, so the number one seed in the West, facing number four with uh, the defensive player of the year, James Harden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, Lakers are favored by six and a half here, minus 250, Bucks are plus 205. Um, I honestly am not sure how I feel about this series, but I think game one, the Lakers will take just because the Rockets are, are probably dead like similar to the Denver, um, Denver team against the Clippers. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know what, how to feel about this game. Uh, like you said, they're, they're favored by six and a half from Lakers or Lakers are, and they're minus two fifty. but the Rockets, they have just such a high, there's such a high variance team where in the playoffs against the Thunder, they've 
played some of the the best games that we've seen any team play in the playoffs. Um, but for whatever reason, and then they've had other games where they look terrible. Um, I mean, they they the two things they do have in favor uh, of over the Lakers is that um, one, PJ Tucker graded out as the best defender against Anthony Davis in the NBA. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many possessions that is that those stats aren't graded out, but for whatever reason, he did grade out as the best defender against Anthony Davis and the Lakers, or sorry, the Rockets also have the best rated defense of all teams in the playoffs. So those are two things in their favor, but to be fair, as far as the defense one, a lot of that is also related to the Thunder just having horrendous, horrendous shooting performances. So uh, the Rockets did play good defense, but they also the Thunder missed open shots. So I don't know. I mean, no one's going to say they have the best rated. They do, they, no one's going to say they have the best defense in the playoffs, but they are playing well. Yeah, um, and the Lakers' offense looks shaky. Um, they, they seem to figure it out a little bit towards the end of the, the Portland series there in the first round. But, yeah, they, like in the bubble, and if you go back on previous pods, we've just been so confused at how awful that offense has looked. So, yeah, so bad. It'll be uh, interesting to see. I, and again, I think because the Rockets are so tired, they're not going to be able to, um, you know, sustain that for 48 minutes this uh, tonight. But I think as the series goes on, they might sneak out a game or two because of that defense and because of the grittiness that they have. And, and like once they once they catch their legs and then get a break and, and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, I think the Lakers win tonight. Um, I agree. I, I think that they win this series, but I think that it will be a little bit of a struggle for them. Yeah. So what do you, what do you have? So right now the Lakers are minus five sixty to win the series. What do you, how far, how many games do you think this is going to go? What's your prediction there? Six. That's exactly what I have. I think the Lakers are going to win. They're going to win in six. Um, yeah. Cause yeah, like you said, they, they had, ter- they had the, one of the worst rated offenses in the bubble. I think they had the worst rated offense yeah, in the bubble. Sure the um, worst. And then they seemed to figure it out at the end of the series, like you said, against the Blazers, but the Blazers in turn had the worst defense in the bubble. So, I don't know how much of that was the Lakers figuring it out or just beating up on a bad defense. So that's something that we'll have to, like, you know, we'll have to see during the games. Um, the Rockets do have some pretty good individual defenders against that like, they can put up against um, Anthony Davis and against LeBron. So I think this is going to be a fun series. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the Lakers win. Um, so as far as our lock of the day, this one, again, it's a tough day uh, for that. I mean, the, I don't know, Avs, Vegas, Lakers. You think Lakers? I like Lakers. Um I don't trust hockey anymore. Um, I'm going to stick to what I know, and what I know is basketball. And fair, fair. yeah. Uh, so I, I think Lakers. Um, I think it'll it won't be as big of a blowout as the Clippers Nuggets game was, but it will be a a, st- a pretty easy win for the Lakers. I think. So all right. So you think Lakers win? You think Lakers cover six and a half? Yeah, I think so. Cool. All right. Well, the lock is to be to be clear. The lock is them winning, but money just, line. Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to see how confident you were in that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So with the dog. I mean, we could keep riding with the Heat as we've been yes. doing. I mean, we're two and zero with them as a dog. Or the only other option is we could take the Canucks against Vegas because, whatever reason, we I mean, hey, Canucks have been riding too. Yeah, that's true. I like the Heat again. Yeah. I, personally, I'm sticking to what I know because I thought I I thought I knew hockey, and this week has given me a, a hard reality <laughs> slap uh, slap in the face. So, uh, big reality check. So. I yeah I, I think I'm gonna go with the Heat personally, but what say you? I kind of disagree. I don't know. I I kind of want to go. I don't know. I don't. I think all the favorites win, so I don't have a great dog. I yeah, sure. Let's let's ride with the Heat. I 
I don't know if the, the Bucks are going to go down 3-0, uh, but to be fair, we didn't think that about the Raptors, and they, they really they shouldn't should have been. Yeah, yeah they should have. So, I mean, anything – We have sports are weird. Anything can happen. Um, Bucks are frauds. Let's go with the Heat. Yeah. So, with that, our as far as our prop of the day, hey, do we, do we keep riding the Greek, the Greek fraud under? It's still yes. at 31. It's still at 31 and a half. Yes. That hasn't changed. Uh, yeah, I'm sticking to that until he proves otherwise. Um, other ones that we can consider Le- – LeBron's is over 29 and a half. I don't, I don't like that. He's notoriously, mm-hmm. um, they're not, shaky in game ones. Yeah. And he, and him himself, he loves it. He loves to feel out a game in a series. Yeah, um, he does. Anthony Davis's is 30 and a half. That's another one where I think that has a higher chance of going under. I think over. it'll be under. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Harden's is 31 and a half. That one I could see going over just Harden, just being Harden. But yeah, as far as, uh, our he did have a shitty game seven. So it, we'll see if that kind of, uh, rolls over to this yeah, series. But Harden always sucks in game sevens. I know. It's so it's, weird. Yeah. Now, I mean, I guess now that he's a dominant wing defender, he doesn't need to be as good on offense. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he fits that team perfectly now. Yeah. Three, three and D, baby. Yeah, he really does. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, nothing else really really catches my eye. The Chris Middleton over 22 and a half. He's been playing really well. He has. And I, I mean, I think that's because Giannis has not been playing well. Yeah, I agree. And they need him to play well because he's yep. the only one. He's, I mean, he's. I mean, hot take, is he better than Giannis? Oh. No, yeah, he's not. He's not. But he's playing is he better. Ya- is he Giannis's Jordan as uh, Giannis's Oh, Pippen? my God. That was so funny. <laughs> that was funny. Um, uh, yeah, but I, I, I say let's, let's ride, ride with Giannis under until he proves otherwise. All right. I think so, tonight might be the night where that bites us. But, you know, we're, that that's, still makes us 2-1 on, on calling him under. So That's true. Um, yeah, that's true. So, we so we're going all NBA with our picks today. So if the Bucks have a good game, we'll be one, we'll be we'll lose those two. But that's all right. Risk I'm Greek, willing to take. The Greek fraud, like I said, he's a fraud. So lock Lakers money line minus two fifty. Dog Heat money line plus one. Where is it? Uh, plus one eighty five. And the prop of the day, Giannis. Sorry, I don't. Who's Giannis? The Greek fraud <laughs> under thirty one and a half. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with those, and uh, this was uh this was fun. So hopefully we come back tomorrow with uh, another a good day, and um, I think that yeah that wraps it up. Sorry we went a little long today, but I think this is a fun fun episode, and and uh, you know if you guys have any opinions, uh, drop some comments on Twitter, on Instagram, shoot us a, a message, and uh, we'll we'll um we'll definitely respond and uh, get back to you, and and we'll we'll have a little discussion about some stuff. So yeah. Hey, uh, since today's Friday, the next time you see us, the, the Bucks could be eliminated from the playoffs, and we'll have to have Eric oh, wow. to defend himself. Yeah, so we will see. But, yeah, have a good weekend. <laughs> Happy betting. Uh, enjoy some. Enjoy the long weekend, folks. Yeah. Um, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Bears out. Peace.